Is this us? No way! Are you fucking kidding me? The worst case scenario! Fuck everybody, man! What a joke! What a sick joke! Talk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Talk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we poppin' champagne Talk like we want a championship game. Look like I got on a championship plane. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 109 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are here recording on Wednesday evening, a very toasty Wednesday evening. It's kind of like a hot box in here a little bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so we got the fan going in the back. Uh, me and Pizzo are no uh, strangers to hot box. I'm staring in the sun right now. No, yeah, you're actually staring dead into the sun. <laughs> Leading into the sun. <laughs> but this brings us back to the roots, the garage days. You're right. The garage days. Poor audio and even worse ventilation. Um, but I'm here with the guys. Channy Football to my left. How we doing, Chan? Good evening. Doing, doing all right for what happened in the last 24 hours, but... We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Yep. It's an uphill battle with these goddamn lotteries. <laughs> and Lou, you are here as well, staring directly into the sun. How are we doing? I just want to see the light, brother. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing good, though. I'm doing good. Ready to rock this boy out. 109. 109, baby. 109. And we are just entering into summer. We didn't even think we were going to be recording into summer, but here we are. Got to keep the momentum alive. The weather's warm. We're good to go. We feel good. So what's up from the weekend? Any notes? Anything we should be talking about, discussing? What's the word? I had a pretty fun uh, fun day this weekend, actually. I went down to Friday night, met up a buddy. We went to Iron Horse in Royal Oak. Iron Horse? Yeah, right next to uh, Royal Oak Music Theater in Ronan over there. They have, like, pizzas, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. tacos, that type of stuff. So we, I went I went the taco route. Um, it was pretty good, pretty good. And the after uh, party was was even better. We went down to St. Andrews, and they had like a 70s disco DJ playing. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it was like ABBA, Temptations, like uh, everything that you really wanted to hear. They were, you know, the drinks were fairly priced, which was nice. It was a good time downtown. Uh, you know, we had, a, we had a ball. Anytime you can get to St. Andrews, um, and it's like a good show. It's it's normally like a pretty great, pretty great night for sure. And there were a couple people that like we were. I felt like kind of underdressed for the disco part. Oh, of I it, bet you know. Because did you just go like impromptu? Yeah, we went right after dinner. Yeah. we were like, yeah, let's go check this out. Nice. You know, and we get there, and some people are fucking dressed to the nines in like disco gear, ripping up like little dance circles in the middle of it. They pulled a couple guys up there. They had like the full glitter jacket, lime green leather pants. It was like holy shit, buddy. <laughs> Were you wearing like an Eagles jersey? <laughs> I had uh, just a black tee on and, and jeans. Yeah, so it's pretty lame. Yeah, it is very. Yeah. No, I, uh, I have you ever done a silent disco? I have. Those are pretty fun too. Yeah. I kind of like before I did one, uh, was skeptical about them. Didn't really think they'd be that cool. And then my buddy hosted one 
uh, in summer last year, and it was honestly like the best time I've ever had. It was it was pretty goddamn nice. Um, you don't have to talk to anybody, right? You and it's just funny kinda... when you like take the headphones off and you're in the middle of it, and everyone's just like <laughs> moving around, but it's dead silence. Yeah, and like so, the one I went to, maybe they're all the same. Where like there's like different channels to yep. them, so you can see like which color uh, every channel is yeah. on. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I think the biggest rule at, at a silent disco is like don't sing. Just because, like, there's always someone taking a stupid video, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, there's no volume except your dumbass singing. Right. And your terrible dancing on the grass. Yeah, it's just a nightmare. It always feels great, though. It oh, feels like you're dancing like a pro. Yeah, I agree. You know? You're in your own world. You don't even know the headphones are on, you yeah. know? Chandler, anything from your weekend notable? Not really. We did the, the mega diaper party oh, that's right. that I amped up. So started with 18 at Westwind on Saturday morning, moved to his house after. Had some, like, good... Good beer games, and I haven't done that in a while. So like, oh yeah, like beer pong, beers be, um, just different beer games. Flip cup, you know, kind of some of the traditional beer games. So that was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, I'm gonna get to eat out of an uni for the first time. You guys know what an uni is? Uh, it's it's the pizza thing, right? Yeah, pizza oven. Yeah, right? pizza oven. So we're going to our buddy's house. He bought this uni. Now, I've been eyeing one for probably the last five, six months. I'm like, once it gets warm, I'm going to make the decision on it. So Friday's the make or break for me. Okay. If it comes out shitty, I don't care if it's user error or not, not spending 600 on the uni. Is it that much? It is. You can spend between like the cheaper ones are like two, 300, but they're only 12 inch. So you can't really cook like a decent sized pie in there. Yeah. So the ones Chandler are talking about, you can cook like a nice 12 inch in there. And the, gotcha. the smaller ones have one burner on the back. So you have to continually rotate the pizza. Okay. The more expensive ones, you can just go in and it'll cook evenly throughout. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did an uni night, if you will. Okay. Um, and it must have been that. The single burner you're talking about, because mm-hmm. he, like, my buddy was like, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it moving. And, you know, we all worked in pizza shops. Right. Um, you know, like, you put it in, you can walk away for a minute, and then you, then you keep it. You got to keep it moving, but, like, you can do other shit. Right. right. You can you're walk not around. sitting there tending it minute by minute. Exactly. And he was like, no, with the uni, it cooks it so fast. It blew my mind. Like, you have to get it in there and, like get it going quick, but obviously the dough's like pretty sticky right. once you get it, like once you get it in there and like there, at least with the, the, maybe it was just the one burner one, but I mean, you got it in there it was 30 seconds, mm-hmm. spin it around one time, get it out. And that was your pizza. So how was your experience with it? As far as the product, the final product, I think we made two or three of them mm-hmm. and it, it like, it was the worst one was the first one. And then the, it got better as you went. Okay. Like I kind of got the feel of it and it was like awesome by the time you got the last one done. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, first one is like, no, no, keep moving it, moving it. So I like burnt one side of it. Yeah. Second one, I'm like moving it too quick, too soon. Um, you know, and then third one, you're adding too much flour to have it not stick. So you don't know. You just, it's just like, you get fucking used to it. It's a, it's a feel thing. Yeah. And if, if he's got the big one that Burns it on all or cooks it on all sides evenly. It's, I mean, just don't just pull the fucker That's out. That's right. Give it sixty seconds and yank it. At that point, I don't know how much I enjoyed how quick it was. If that sounds nuts, mm-hmm. I don't think I liked that. Patience is a virtue. 
It just felt like it was like... I feel like a pie, too. You want it, like, in there for 10 minutes at least, right? Like, a little crispy. That's what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. Want to be checking on it. Right. Making sure, see the cheese bubble a little. It's almost like a buildup, you know? See the golden brown come in. Take down, like, a bottle of wine. Like, like, it's just like, I just felt like... Admire it a little, you know? Yeah, it was too quick. It was too quick. It would kind of... It kind of felt like to me if, like, someone was like... Oh, we're having ribs like in our like Instapot, you know, right. or something like that. It's just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, and like I think it's like a fun thing to have. But I truly would would rather have just like a brick pizza, right? If yeah. I could. <laughs> I never when I had it, I never got a chance to actually cook one of the pizzas. I did eat a little bit. They're like the Neapolitan style, mm-hmm. so it's like thinner. I mean, they're good, but it's like I feel like I can dummy a lot of them at once, you know, they're not really too filling. And sometimes, like you said, Frank, maybe the one that I had it, like some of the pizza, like the inside of it would be like burning hot. And then I'd get out to the crust and it would be like doughy still. Yeah. So I thought it was good. I would do again, but it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still unsure. I need more evidence. I bet you, if you had one, you, you can master it yeah, 100%. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Couple yeah. runs. Yeah. And yeah. something like that, you definitely want to go with the higher, nicer one and not fool around. Then you're just dicking around. Your pizza sucks. It's like I spent 300 bucks to not even have a good pizza. And it's like the cheaper ones, like, it's kind of like, it's like if you're going to do it, just do it. It's not like it's, I agree. if it's three and 600, I kind of just feel like. You're just, already spending that money. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, the other accessory everyone has is those black stones. Do you, do you guys have a black stone grill at all? No. The griddle kind of yeah. ones? No. Yeah. Is that like a flat top? Yeah, it's a flat top. They're like 400, but the problem with it is everyone says they get them and then their grill becomes obsolete. Really? Yes, because all they do is cook on the black stone. Well, isn't that the whole point? point? Is it an outdoor grill? It is an outdoor grill, but like... You don't get the grill marks. Like, everyone already has a grill. Blackstones just came out, like, what, two years ago? Like, they're yeah. fairly recent. So everyone's like, shit, I got our, a nice grill already. Should I buy a Blackstone or not? Yeah. Because then you're never going to use your grill. But, like, I want to do a hibachi soon. I just don't under Like, I to me, it's like if you're going to get the Blackstone, like, you're you're done with your grill. I don't, you know. Probably. Don't, unless that, they really yeah. need those marks, which in that case, you could probably throw a little, like. But it's like, I don't know about cooking, like, a steak on the Blackstone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a steak, there's, like, certain items I still want to go with the grill route. The Even, like, a hot dog. Right. I mean, most Burger, things for yeah, me. You got the char marks on there, you know. It's, it's something to see those great marks on the dog, you know. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Blackstone, you can go, like, a lot of breakfast oppos out yeah, there, yeah. too. You hibachi. Know, yeah, hibachi. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Smash burgers. Yeah, but I just feel like breakfast, I'm not really needing to, you know. You don't want to step out. There's for like three a months a year that, you know, that you could use it. Maybe yeah. we should start making that a thing. Like, wake up early and, like, get out start there and grilling. grill your breakfast. Just start yeah. crushing beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let us know how Saturday. that starts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set the tone, and then we'll just fill in from there. All right, yeah, that's fine. You can set the tone. Let me know how it goes. I'll follow up with my tone. We can, we can tone her out. Tone v. Tone. Yeah, we can tone her out. Um, all right, sweet. Yeah, I don't have much on my my weekend. Had a good Mother's Day. You know, hosted both sides of the family. It was good, beautiful weekend. Honestly, I just you know, like I've said the last few weeks, I'm just uh, I'm just pretty excited that this uh, the weather's turned. I don't know what it is. Vitamin D, soaking it up, feels great. Um, my golf league starts this week, so you can expect more golf content on Champagne's Instagram. Trying to get the game back going. Um, trying to lose some strokes. So we're starting the year at an egregious, a horrendous 27.9 handicap right now. 
Um, per 18, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, per 18. So, man, we just, you know, love to get that down. Probably not in a summer, but a couple summers. It'd be great to slice 10 off that thing somehow. How many rounds before you're sub 50? Well, so I've golfed three so far. Um, and I've gone. You got to remember, though, you were playing private. I was playing private. <laughs> you were playing private. Too. I played. I did play Chandler, and that was my worst round. Okay. So I don't know what it was. Maybe I felt You're- unsafe or something <laughs> like that. I was out of my comfort zone. But I went like, I played like four round, three or four, and basically I've done like one eleven, one eleven, one hundred four, one hundred four. Okay. Um. So that's that's right around where I'm at. Uh. You know, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if I start off the year sub fifty. I feel good. I feel good. I like Over under half. Over under half of the rounds this year? No, 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 half. That's your that's your line you set. You said the first week, so oh yeah, it's going to take you one week, or you're right, or you lose your bet. It's right? a half. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I would put I would put week one sub forty nine uh, at a at a plus one thirty. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's right. In the that's right. In it's the not a minus one ten. I want to swing it a little bit as the not favorite option. I think well, that's the proper move too. That's what Vegas would do. Yeah, and I got to I gotta have some confidence in myself. I can't be sitting here saying, you know, what? The, who the fuck would I be? If, who, how am I ever gonna accomplish that if I'm sitting here going like, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm gonna fuck it up pretty bad this week. Right. You know. Are we gonna see media Friday morning on it? Yes. Okay. Media Friday morning. Um. You know, we were doing the roast my swings, which is which is one swing. Uh. This year we want to pick a hole each round. And we'll cover the entire hole. Okay. So, you know, you'll get anywhere from tee to green, baby. I love yeah, it. Tip to finish. That's it. Um, you'll get you'll get uh <laughs> you'll get videos, you know, anywhere from three to you know, twelve swings. So So by the end of the season you're gonna have like the shot tracer, the yardage meter and the Dude, upper left. I bought a shot tracer last year for uh-huh. roast my swing and it was just like dog shit. I paid like four bucks for it and it just sucked. I don't know if I was doing it wrong or what, but there's gotta be a better version of it out. Get what there. you pay for. I yeah. guess. four dollar shot we, tracer. We were just talking about it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like how much do you guys pay for apps? What, I mean, how much are you guys paying for a shot tracer? Like on a phone app? I mean, I've never even used one to be honest with you. Yeah, like why probably what, twenty bucks? Really? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a pretty good tool for content, right? If you're if you're gonna put golf content out there, that's the only time you do it. I guess I'm just surprised. Like, what apps are you guys paying twenty bucks for? Like, do you have a twenty dollar app on your phone? Yes. What? We both I have do. the Grint. Yep. What's the Grint? <laughs> so look it up. The Go Grint ahead. allows you to keep your handicap throughout the year and have a USGA card. Oh, the yeah. Gin. No, there's the Gin and the Grint. What's the, the Grint? The That's Grint's the name of the app. app. Okay. And it's, it, it basically accomplishes the same thing, but what you get to do is you get to see in live time all your friends that have the Grint. Okay. So if, like, you have two or three foursomes that are playing in a round, you live update your score, and you can check what the other groups are doing. Oh. So it, it works as a live leaderboard, and then it also tallies your handicap. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here for you, but keeps your handicap – uh, lets you see what your buddies are shooting, and then uh, it gives you like all your highlights. So and it has all the GPSs from all the courses as you're playing. Yeah, Grint. Okay. And then if you hit scorecards, you can see all my old scorecards. Go through all my rounds. Okay. Yeah. And you can like send your score to like one of your buddies to like attest for it, so it makes it more like legit. Oh, there. Yeah, you got one outstanding here from 2021. Re- uh, request a test. <laughs> it has not been tongue um, twister. Yeah. Okay, so I use 
Have you heard of 18 birdies? Yeah, I yes. used that last year. Okay, so I th- I don't use any uh, – that's cool. I don't use any of the features on that app outside of the GPS to, like – because I don't have a rangefinder. And to be honest, I kind of suck at using a rangefinder. <laughs> so I just use that app, and I'm way – it's like I like it. It does what I need it to do. For sure. But I want to make an app where it's essentially – it's just that. It's the I wanted to make it the cleanest app ever – and you just log in, and it uses GPS, and it says, like, oh, you're at Chandler Park. Like, hit play and go. You don't have to enter scores. You have to log in. You don't have to do anything. It shares nothing. It's just simply for, like, it just works as, like, a, uh, a range finder. Okay. You know, just clean, simple. That's what I like. Because every time I get in, it's like, do you want to log your score? Who are you playing with? Where are you at? Do you want to sign up for the newsletter? Like, no, I don't want any of this fucking shit. Like, I no just, sign up on your I app. want nothing. You just... Open it up and you're playing. And it's just the it's just the course. It's like as calm as the game should be. No distractions. <laughs> hey. so that's, that's what I want to make. You a music or non music guy in the cart? Uh we I normally have music going. Okay. Yeah. I, some like like golf elitists or snobs. Like if you go to Arcadia Bluffs, um, no speakers allowed. Oh really? Yeah. It's like the only course or one of the only courses I've ever played where literally it's just silence and um the Lake Michigan coast. Yeah. Really? I don't yeah. hate that. You know, sounds of the game. You're playing out there. No, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, But I do like music for the most part. I like it for the most part, but there's been a few times where I'm like, I forgot my speaker, but I'm not too worried about yeah. it. Yeah, like, no, for sure. It's not like going to the gym and you don't have headphones. Well, then sometimes something. you get yeah. paired up don't with Don't you somebody. not work out with headphones? No, I listen to audibles at the gym. Books? I don't listen. Yeah, I don't listen to music. I, I thought you books. did nothing. I thought you mm-hmm. said on this show I have you did said nothing, before like that I do out. that, but like I listen to like all my audibles now that I'm into audibles are only listened to at the gym. Yeah. But yes, prior to that, not really a big music guy at the gym. I I couldn't move I couldn't do anything uh productive like exercise wise without some sort of music, music? or entertainment. Yeah, I'm music ninety five percent of the time as well. I have to. Yeah. I could I couldn't do it otherwise. Get lost in your thoughts. Yeah, that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I, want that. Yeah, I just I just just like anxiety grows and then I just leave the gym. <laughs> make bad decisions. Um all right, well cool. Yeah, golf's here. We're excited. So we got some quick hitters here. Kind of a good list here. Um then we'll get to our main topics, but first one on the list I'm going to hand this one over to you guys more so. Uh, John Morant, round two, gun on IG Live. Yeah, so everyone probably saw it over the weekend. Again, John Morant on Instagram Live waving his gun. So there's two people right now that are arguing this in the sports world. One, it's his Second Amendment right to have a gun. Two, what the hell are you doing? You're the face of a corporation, which is the Memphis Grizzlies, and part of a bigger corporation, which is the NBA. So if you watched the draft lottery yesterday, they actually had the commissioner, Adam Silver, on prior to the lottery starting. Like, this guy's ready to lay the hammer. Yeah, like you can tell. That's the tone that I got from it. He got suspended eight games the first time around. People are speculating anywhere from 20 to 40 games is going to be his suspension. Oh, my God. So I agree with both angles. I'm not going to go too hard one way or the other. He's allowed to have a gun. Mm. Uh, He's legally allowed to have a gun. With that being said... When you're accused, not convicted, but accused of pointing a gun at Indiana Pacers security and then accused of pointing a gun at a 17-year-old, maybe an 18-year-old after a pickup game, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Just like if you're accused of rape, you probably shouldn't be grabbing girls in pictures. Yeah. 
or dry humping them. What do you think about if you illegally are gambling on company property, should you go to Vegas and go on Instagram live the next week? It's very... No, it's very, <laughs> it's very similar with job being the, uh, the more severe case. I understand. You I know? understand. I was bringing light to a <laughs> right. more, more a situation close. Correct. To exactly. And no, you shouldn't be going to Vegas if you get busted for gambling and then, and then go on Instagram live. Right? right. I just think the IG live's got to, right. Gotta not, go it down. hasn't worked out well for anyone. So no, far. it has it. It really has it. No, no one's it, had an IG live or like, man, that's worth the, it. The funny part is like, he's pissing everyone off. Like, I don't know if you saw Twitter, but like, there's been a couple of gangbangers come out. Oh being my like, god! Yeah, what is this guy doing? Like he doesn't want to live this life. And then the the people in the corporate world are like, "What is he doing? Why is he acting like that? Like yeah. he's pissing everybody You're worth off." Two hundred mil. This. Wow, bringing the country together. That's right. Maybe he's doing one a good IG thing. live at a time. I mean, dude, like you said though, it's not a big deal that you have a gun. One, you live in Memphis, not the safest area. But, but you can't be waving it around on Instagram Live after you already got caught with it twice. That's no. right. Yeah. You know, it's like the NBA still has code of conduct. It's not against the law to have a gun, but, like, you can't act like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's pretty simple. Stephen A. Smith said it best. He said, the NBA is a corporation that affords you the ability to be seen by tens of millions of people and get paid in excess of $45 million a year. You have to abide by their rules. And their rule was, or their stipulation was, don't get in trouble again with a gun after two gun incidents. Yeah. And he got in trouble again after a gun. It's a fair ask. It can be <laughs> it can be legal and also unfair. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get in trouble by your business. There's things that our companies that we work for wouldn't condone if we started putting shit online about it. No. Right. But it doesn't mean it's illegal. Right. So, I mean, right. Like if I started, you know, smoking cigs at my desk, right. It's not illegal. Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. Now it is. You think that is? No. Yeah. Well, I was trying to look for something to thread the needle there. That was kind of funny. It didn't work. Yeah. So if you were getting bombed all the time on fa- Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram and acting like a, a complete fool, I don't think your company would look upon that no. in a positive light. Right. Simple as that. Pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy <laughs> stuff here. All right, well, glad we checked that one off the list. Um, I'm going to stick. Uh, no, we'll go. Let's move right down this list here. We'll move right down the the uh, the quick hits. Um, Detroit Lions, our Detroit Lions, in the headlines again. Five prime. Or, do we have five or four primetime games? I think it's five with Thanksgiving, right? I think so. I thought it was four with Thanksgiving. Casey, Oakland, Green Bay. Green Vegas. Bay. Did you say the Raiders? Or I said Oakland. Oakland but. Yeah. Yeah. Casey, um, Vegas, Green Bay twice, and the Cowboys. Five, so, right? K- or no. Yeah. Casey, Green Bay, Las Vegas. Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay. Yep. And isn't the Cowboys? Oh, is no, there a Cowboys game? on a Saturday. Cowboys oh, okay. on a Saturday. That's, is that yeah. considered primetime? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's, uh, isn't it? Is it Saturday? Is that the New Year's Eve or is it the... It's week 17. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's tw- the 30th of December. Okay, okay. Yeah. so we kind of fumbled that one out the gates, but hey, we're very excited. Five <laughs> primetime games, yeah. let's get it. I thought we had four, but I guess I was wrong. I think, it, I, I, think I just skipped Thanksgiving. I think it is four. I do too. Because I don't think they're playing on New Year's Eve because of the college football playoff. There's only one NFL game on New Year's Eve. Okay. It's the chiefs Bengals. I want to say. And I just thought I saw a graphic yeah. of... All the team, like four teams have six primetime games or five, and we have four. We got to clarify. Are you figuring this out, Chandler? Yes. 
Thank God. I'm figuring it out because I believe. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule and I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have the, we have a Germany game, right? No. We no. do not have a Germany okay, game. So one, two, three, four. Oh, yeah, it is five. They play the Cowboys at 8.15 on Saturday, December 30th. I guess I wasn't considering that a primetime game. I don't know why. But 8.15, yep. Um, well, fantastic. So We were right all along. We knew it all along. Yeah. Um, and, like, so when when was this announced? Did we, we – have we done the Lions opening the season yet? No. We no. haven't even talked about it. I think Chandler it, sniped the home opener. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and I think it's. I think it happened just like the very next day. It did, and and we were saying we weren't huge fans about it. And then after I saw the excitement, and it actually happened. I felt like a candy ass for that take, but it was just honestly how I felt. And I think selfishly, it being week one, you know, I probably won't be able to go to the game now. Right, and I wanted to go to the game. I was interested in Dan Campbell's comments. I don't know if you saw it the day after on NFL Network, where he's like. If we win the game, we're kind of screwed because everyone then thinks we're the best team in the league. If we lose the game, everyone thinks we shouldn't have been the home op- or the the season opener on prime time. Like yeah. Campbell kind of alluded to, like we're in a lose lose. Just stay in the moment at this point in time. Yeah. What's got me nervous is six and a half. Lions are getting a touchdown on the road. I get it; it's the Chiefs. But what does that make you want to do though? Initially, as a blind fan, take the Chiefs exactly. So yeah. that's good. That's good news. If you want to big brain it, no, no, I think I'm big braining it right now. Really? To take the Chiefs. I I look at that line and I say hammer the Chiefs, and I a lot of times I base what I should do off my initial reaction when I see a line because I think that's what Vegas sometimes. That's sometimes how I process my lines. Mm-hmm. As I look at it, and what would I do right off the rip? I say, whoa. I'm going to hammer the Chiefs. Yeah, and I I mean Vegas tries to get you to do that. I mean, hate to say it, I said it last week. Mahomes, 18 touchdowns, zero picks, 5-0 and in his openers. Yeah. All good things must come to an end. That's true. Um, yeah, let's have, a little more, let's have a little more faith in the guys here. I don't think it's going to be an embarrassing show by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and what I do love about them getting the Chiefs week one is what it does for them in training camp. I mean, that's a very exciting first game to have to prepare for for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and was also delighted that we are not going to Germany. Thank Perfect. God. Versus the Chiefs. Um, but I will say, like, to look at the start of the schedule, KC Seattle. That's a tough start. That's two tough starts. Definitely. First home game, Seattle at home. That's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Um, but but then I, it softens up. Yeah, and I will say the home schedule – Seattle, Atlanta, Carolina, Las Vegas, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Denver. Looks pretty nice. Yeah. Looks pretty nice for a home schedule. We're going to win a majority of those, and we get helped out having a bye week before we have to fly cross-country to L.A. I think that's a big break, having a bye week between that instead of flying across country on a regular week. Definitely, and we're coming off a Monday night game at home <laughs> yep. into the bye. And just, uh, no, that's it's all fantastic. And if you look at some of the teams, like road and home, um, Denver at home is huge. Mile high always sucks. I think it's the spookiest yep. place on earth. Seattle at home rocks. Seattle's a very spooky place to play. Um, 
Atlanta, Carolina. I mean, Carolina fucking fed us our lunch in Carolina last year. So I do think we got some nice some nice home schedule here. And, and Baltimore is going to be tough. That blows. That yeah. one's a tough one. But every time we go to play at Tampa Bay, I feel like all the snowbirds are like going down there that time of year. I feel like we always show out in Tampa Bay. There's always a, a third of the stadium in Honolulu blue. I agree. Um, and I always say playing at Jerry World doesn't bother me because it's a lot like Ford Field. But mm-hmm. I think we have lost there like. I feel like we only play there. Like, I don't feel like Dallas ever comes, comes to here. Comes yeah, here, yeah. I feel the same way. Um, yeah, and that it's a little odd that we have Seattle at home two years in a row and then Dallas on the road two years in a yep. row. Um, underrated part of the schedule I like, Vikings two out of the last three weeks. It's going to probably determine the division. Um, I love where we're at. Vikings week 18 at home. If that game matters, we beat Minnesota at home every single year. Oh, I know. I love it. I love it. Uh, one of our buddies in the group chat was saying Minnesota under 500, and I don't hate the take at all. I like that, too. They were they limped into the end of that year. Um, last year, 5-1 and one in the division. Got to do it again. Got to do it. Got to do and it. And we can. Should go six. I we, mean. We can do it. I mean, if we don't win 10 games or more, like, we fucking had a bad season with the schedule. Yeah. Is right? The- I mean, is the hype scaring you guys like at all? I yes, mean, like it's, it's it's way too much now. Now that with the KC, it's just like the bubble has officially burst. Yeah, it, it's it's making me a little nervous because right now their win totals at nine and a half. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Love the over. I, I like the over too on paper, no, but I mean, I that makes it. me a little nervous. I fucking love it. I mean, some books have it at nine flat. Some books have it at nine and a half right now. So that's a big number. I think the Jets are nine and a half too. Yes, the Jets are nine and a half exactly. Um, Lions nine and a half. Chargers nine and a half. Another team at nine and a half. What about like the Chiefs? What are like the biggest of dogs? So the Chiefs are again Dolphins nine and a half. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yep. Chiefs eleven and a half. Wow. What yeah. about the like Eagles? Probably same. Eagles, I think, are right around there. Eagles are at ten and a half or eleven, eleven and a half. They're kind of sporadic. I got five different books on here. They go anywhere from ten and a half to eleven and a half. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be a great year, though. Good home schedule after it came out. Yeah, really good home schedule. I mean, we knew our opponents, but I just like the sequence of it. And selfishly, as a fan, we do kind of front load our first half of the season with more home games than our, our last three or four weeks. I think three out of our last four are on the road. Perfect for tailgating. We get to tailgate in nice weather instead of fighting the bitter cold between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it could, I mean, you never know. could be like a two and three. I don't want to say that, but I just don't want everyone to panic if it's not, you know, beautiful record to start. Get through the first six, three yeah. and three. Hey, we, we were one J-Mo and six back. last year, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah. got to be better than that. <laughs> All right, cool. So moving through the Lions talk there, a little note here. Uh, Jason Tatum and Matt Kachuk, gym class teammates at, what is this, Chaminade Prep, are both in the conference finals. Where is Chaminade Prep? St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty wild, cool. right? Yeah. Um, and as I was saying before the show, like, I feel like with these professional athletes, they always, like, throw up this picture of just, like, oh, look at these six pros played on the same team when they were 10. It's wild. Blows my mind. It's Stafford, Kershaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they played together? Yeah. No. Oh, really? No, no. Yeah. The craziest one is, did you guys ever see Cade Cunningham's high school team? No. 
So they they ended up having four pros already on his team there, and I know he was teammates with Scotty Barnes. So two kids from the same high school team went number one and number four overall in the same NBA draft. That's insane. In a league that only takes 60 guys, two of them were from the same high school team, and they both went in the top five. It blows my mind to see those stats. It's crazy. Um, They were showing some hockey one the other day. I don't remember it, but it was like seven guys had like ties to the NHL. It's wild when it. I mean, I would love to just see some clips of those teams playing in like high school, <laughs> yeah, and like right. beating juniors. the shit oh out my of people, God, dude. dude. Yeah, Be like an NBA street video. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the NHL, we have our final four, and it is set, and it looks it looks weird. Uh, very weird. It looks weird. Does not look hockey at all. It to looks be honest. very southern. Yeah, it is Florida versus Carolina in the East versus Dallas and Vegas in the wild, wild west um i don't hate it just because i'll be honest i don't hate florida carolina um dallas vegas doesn't do a lot for me no um but they're both they're all very good teams and and they're gonna be great series like i'm i'm looking really forward to florida carolina so florida's never won a cup right right vegas obviously has never won a cup nope um carolina won stanley cup one. One, yep. one. And then Dallas has never won a Stanley. Or, yeah, two. they have Brett Hall, Mike Madonna. Two yeah. or one. Yeah. I think two. They beat the Sabres the one year. Didn't they beat the Devils one time, too? They beat the um, they beat the Sabres in the finals off the controversial yep. Dominic goal. Dominic Yep. Yep. And, and then um, I think they beat the uh, Devils one year. No, they only have one. Really? Yep. They, they must have played the Devils. One they year. lost. So they've been there five times. 81, no idea. 91. Oh, this is also Minnesota North Stars combined. So 99, they... 99, they won the cup. Yep. They did win it? Okay. Yep. And they yep. went next year. Looks like they went back the next year and lost. And then they lost the COVID year to Tampa. I forgot the COVID year. Yeah, everyone does. Might have another COVID year matchup coming up in the NBA, too. I know. Heat Lakers. Right. That was the finals that year? Or is that? That, 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 oh, that, was, the finals? In the that was the bubble. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't have told you who the Lakers played in that finals. Yeah. That was uh, the Heat in that finals. Um, same conference finals, though, which is crazy for basketball. Yeah. So not only could it be the same final, it's literally the same final four as a couple years ago. Oh, shit. Yep. So, I think it'll be the opposite. I think it'll be Nuggets-Boston. I'm pulling for Nuggets. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so, just quick question. So, I was watching a little bit of the game, whatever it was, last night. And so, I this is going to be ridiculous, but I had no idea the Lakers were a seven seed. Mm-hmm. Like, were they just, oh, like, bad the whole year and we were waiting for them to turn it on? Or, like, is this surprising? No, there's, there's some funny clips um, that were pulled up on Twitter this week where uh, – they made all their trade deadline moves when they were the 13th seed in the West. So okay. they were the third from the worst team, and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, like the Lakers trying to squeeze everything out of LeBron's years. They're trading away their future, and they're not even going to get in the playoffs. So they weren't expected to go this far. I think a lot of people expected them to win the first round against Memphis. I don't think a lot of people expected them to beat Golden State. Mm-hmm. And damn near nobody, in my opinion, is expecting them to beat the Nuggets at this point in time. Yeah. Um, 
So Darren Rovell tweeted out that it was like the greatest game and one of the greatest games in NBA history. No, he didn't even say NBA. He said it was one of the best sports games ever played. Really? Yeah. And there was one lead change in the game when it was four to two. Mind you, the end of the game was close, but like that's an insane comment. Yeah. I mean, I I watched the first half and I like was falling asleep. It was a blowout the whole game for the most part. It was an absolute blowout. They were up by 20, the Nuggets, for majority of the game, I felt like. That's hilarious. He's a boner. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. So you got got Nuggets, Boston. Yep. I think when we picked our teams prior to the playoffs, I think I said Boston. Did you? I'm almost positive I said I like the Celtics. I couldn't tell you what I said. Couldn't tell you at all. Um, What do you like for the NHL, Lou? I like... I hate to jump ship and come back to the Florida wagon, which I know you didn't get to say anything about because the Leafs actually snuck one in there. But yeah, well, I didn't get to do the, the sweep, sweep shit. Yeah. But they are dead. They are dead. But They're dead to fucking rights, and that was amazing. Florida looks awesome right now. I mean, they're fucking firing on all cylinders, and I just I love Maddie to Chuck. So I'm pulling for that team. I think Aho's a, a, a fucking great player too. But I'm pulling for Florida and and Vegas. I think is going to get back there. You know, normally, like, looking at this matchup before the playoffs started, I for sure would have said, like, I want Carolina to win, but I've absolutely fallen in love with this Florida team. Same. Um, the fact that they've wiped out Boston, Toronto, it's definitely been the hardest road to get here. Um, they rock to watch, and Bobrowski's playing out of his mind. Um, dude, and they made the playoffs because another – they, like, backed into the playoffs on the last day. They were um, almost in the Lakers' sense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but yeah, no, I agree. They're just they're that team that like you rally behind and like you love the heart. You love watching them play. They're gritty, and that's what Carolina is though too. They but, are like they're like being like the story's just bigger for Florida. So I'm really excited to watch that series. It'll be a good one. Um, okay, moving along here. I see we got a UFC note on the card. You guys want to? Yeah, talk I'll about run this that one? over real quick. So big big news in the fight world. Francis Ngannou signs with the PFL, so he gets his deal done to go over there. John Jones is the heavyweight champion. That's the fight that everyone wants to see. So there's a little beef between them going on saying that Francis is running this and that, but he's starting with PFL and he's starting up like a PFL Africa. So Dana White, the boss that he is, drops the hammer literally the same day that news comes out. And UFC 291 is an absolute missile. I think it's July 29th in Salt Lake City. Poirier Gaethy for the BMF belt. Jan Blankovich and uh, Alex Pereira, who Izzy just fought. And both of these guys have beaten Izzy in the past. Diego Costa is fighting Tony Ferguson and Bobby Green. Kevin Holland and Chisna. It's a, it's just a loaded card. And then he also lined up Sugar Shane with uh, Sterling for the for the belt in August too, I believe. So a lot of exciting stuff coming out of the UFC. That's one of the most loaded cards they've put out in a long time. I know we've we've got a lot of celebrity listeners, and uh, I I heard rumors Dana White is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So with that, Dana, if you hear us, I don't know how Salt Lake City gets two big events in a year. But bring UFC back to Detroit. We went in, what, 2016, and we haven't had a, a card since that. And it was a great crowd at Little Caesars. So, Dana White, I know you comment on Champagne Athletic's story. Yeah. You give us a lot of love. You know, if you're out there, I know you will be. Um, bring UFC back to Detroit for another card. I agree. That was, like, rated one of the best UFC cards ever, too, Chandler, in, like, the all-time. Yeah. And Gaethje was there. The guy who's the main event on this one was on the undercard of that one. And Francis Aganu, who you brought up, was the main event of that card. Yeah, so bring it back, Dana. Do us a favor here. 
Why are we getting shafted? I don't know, dude. It was a great turnout. They had a great, like, card. I'm not sure what, uh, I guess Detroit's not exactly the hot market for uh, for attendance. They actually do a lottery. Oh, no, you're kidding me. No, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that very, very shortly. Um, but we, any more notes on UFC here? No, that's it. The only other thing I would mention is Netflix just dropped a Conor McGregor documentary on there, so I'm sure that's going to be pretty entertaining if you're a fight fan. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so one thing in big news in the NHL, wanted to bring this up. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are, like, dead. They're, like, dead in the water. Um they played this last year at Mullet Arena, which, depending on which report you read, holds 4,500 to 5,000 people. Um, they're essentially like the joke of the NHL being run by Gary Bettman, and Gary Bettman won't let them go. So just last night, they're right? Last night they did a vote, yep. um, and there was three phases to build um, a new kind of like like mixed-use living, arena, uh, retail shops, this whole area, $2.1 billion project. It was supposed to create a 16,000-seat arena, a practice rink, um, and 300,000 square feet of upscale retail, 1,600 apartments, two hotels, and a theater. Um, And this was all going to happen in Tempe, Arizona. And they needed to vote last night for three phases of this thing and for the whole thing to get approved all three had to get approved so it couldn't be two and one or one and two or anything like that so there was 30,000 voters on this thing 32 percent of the population um they submitted ballots for all three of these props uh and they lost all three all three of them i heard it wasn't even close it wasn't Yeah. yeah it says uh the initial returns on tuesday had no votes leading 56 to 44 for prop one 57 to 43 for prop two and 57, 43 prop three. So they all got beat. Not really a hockey market. I Sounds guess like not. something that we're supposed to have here. Actually, I was just going to say is district that the, Detroit yeah, is yeah. that the district Tempe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that's exactly what they were trying to build. Maybe that's why they denied it. Maybe they only want one phase in arena. I want to know so much more about like why it was denied. Um, you know, and like basically what I'm seeing is just, I think what they're worried about is just like all the tax cuts that this is going to provide because apparently the bill was provided. So it says, according to the proposal, the team would have used private funds for the arena project will, will that will not require a regional tax or Tempe specific tax. A 46-acre piece of land that is currently a city dump was the proposed site for the new development, <laughs> which would have an estimated economic impact of $13.6 billion over 30 years, according to the proposal. I guarantee you that half of the residents did not read anything about it and thought that their tax dollars were going to go to that. Opponents of the deal said it would have been giving Morello, apparently the guy who's doing this, more than $500 million in tax breaks and called out the team for unpaid bills while they played in Glendale. You know, so their track record stinks. <laughs> I mean, their track record absolutely, like, fucking blows. Um, I mean, I, I think they've had north of, like, eight different o- owners for this team, and then Gary Bettman was, like, babysitting them for four years. Um, but I was pretty shocked that they weren't able to push this one through. Yeah, so I, I don't get why they haven't moved yet. 
Yeah. It's it, Batman. It's it's truly okay. like so when Batman so the Yotes have been around since 1996. Batman's been in the league for I don't know like 30 years. So I think he joined two or three years prior to 96. Batman joins the league and Winnipeg is basically he moved Winnipeg to Arizona yep. or or Winnipeg was closing down, not making funds and he had to move them. And Arizona was like the no brainer spot to expand the NHL to, um, you know, like top five populace in the U S like emerging market, yada, yada, yada. And when they moved there, um, they like sold out seats. I mean, if you remember like the wings playing the coyotes in 98, like remember that whiteout and like yeah. the fucking, yeah, Howling I remember thing? Shane Doan yeah, and fucking, Jeremy Roenick. Right. They uh, had a great team. Didn't uh, they have Kachuk? Uh, Keith, yeah, yeah. They had Kachuk, Big uh, Daddy. Tempo Niemann, I think yep. Javi Bulin. They were sick. Uh, but they shared an arena with the Suns. And it was designed as a basketball stadium. So, like, when they played hockey, like, there was one side of the arena that, like, could not see the ice. Um, so, like, I remember, like, that that was, like, the first, like, trip up by the team. And then they tried to relocate, and they moved it to Glendale. And Glendale didn't work as well as Phoenix did. Um, and, like, I just think slowly they produced, like, a bad product and had all these different owners. And it just, like, never – it just kept, like – they just had bad business. Right. Um, so, so they, they got to be on the move now. So you're saying a move is inevitable. I think we can all agree on it. So I'm going to ask you guys a couple questions here. First question, Frank, do you want to see an old franchise revamped or do you want to see it go to a completely new market if the Coyotes move? Um, I think it would like depend on which, cause that, cause that question could, could go a, like, Two vastly different ways. So I'm going to give you four options you did, here. Yeah, that'd be helpful. all right. Yeah. So your two new markets, Houston, Portland, your two revamps, the Hartford Whalers or the Quebec Nordiques. Yeah. So it's, it's, I take one on either side of those and the other two, like absolutely not. So Houston, I'd be all for, why not? Huge city, another Texas team. It seems to be working in Dallas. They're a big sports town. Yep. Um, I think I'd be okay with testing out Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it'd be like my number one pick in the whole world, but like, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't like shit on that idea. Um, you said Atlanta or Quebec or Hartford. Oh, Quebec or Hartford. Uh, Sorry, I thought you threw Atlanta in there because a lot of people are saying Atlanta, and, and that would be the worst idea ever. They've already had two failed teams. You've done it, yeah. yeah. Twice. Been there, done that. Atlanta Flames, Atlanta Thrashers, both of them folded. Mm -hmm. um, Hartford or Quebec, I think, would be awesome. It seems like Quebec's a little more um, into, like, more behind the idea of doing it. They already have a stadium built there, mm -hmm. um, but they're, like, just not that big. It's, like, they're... Yeah, it's a smaller market. 800,000 folks in the area or right. something like that. Um, so I'd be okay with Hartford or Quebec um, uh, or Houston, honestly. Okay. Lou, same what, question. What was your other option besides Houston? Uh, Portland. Portland, yeah. I'm all set on Portland just because we just got Seattle. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm all set on Portland. I would be – I'm not crazy about Houston. I wouldn't be upset if the team win, went there. Um, in all honesty, I'd love to see the Hartford Whalers get revamped. That's what I would like for the team to go back to. I like that, too. I, I was thinking maybe we could get the Danbury Trashers back up and running. Yeah, let's get them going. Oh, yeah. Maybe take yeah. a team over to Danbury. Yeah. I heard there's a big populace there, and they'd attract a lot of people. The, the thing about the Hartford Whalers, though, is like uh, 
Lou, you're probably excited like I would be for like just that Whalers brand. The gear. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they would get it. I don't think they'd allow be allowed to be them. Like Carolina still like they still wear Hartford shit for throwback night and stuff. Like they still own that name and everything. That's a good point. So I guess they could sell it and stuff, but I know they sell a ton of fucking Hartford merch in Carolina, which I think is fucking stupid personally. Right. I agree. If they can't like bring back the old gear and or like somewhat revamp the old gear, then I don't think it's kind of like dumb, right? Well, yeah, that's I know that's the only reason we're excited about it. Yeah, you know, and I like the East Coast for hockey, honestly. Yeah, no, it's a no, great it's hockey true. market. Connecticut's huge with college hockey and everything out there. Like, I think the team would do well, and it's a fan base that like knows the game. It's not slap dicks out there like let's go to a hockey game you know <laughs> and yeah. i feel like it's it's not a big city but it's like smack dab between boston and new york yeah it's not like way out in quebec where there's nothing around there mm-hmm. you know and it's not way in portland what's out in portland i just feel like portland <laughs> makes no sense just because you just got seattle <laughs> right, right i agree but 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 like we're also making the same argument the other way with uh like Hartford just cause it's like, it is in between Boston and New York, but that's like a crazy hockey market. Yeah. Is there enough like to pull from there? There's two New York teams and then like the Bruins, you know, it's like who would want to be a, a Hartford fan and it already failed. You know, I just, it's, Run it cur- back. it's curious when they go back. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, Hey, you make good points, Frank. Just thinking, just yeah. thinking through some shit. I don't know. I'm thinking Houston, Houston, it's such a big city. It's just the only one they haven't. I mean, it just be completely new, and they already have proven sports teams there. And there's there's no hockey down there. You have the Stars, and other than that, what's the next closest team? In Texas? In anywhere down there. Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. Arizona. Right. Maybe Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. It probably Nashville. is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so I don't know. The but, other thing, too, is like there's a lot – I feel like there's a lot more transplants these days, like – I feel like it's not as like regionally, you know, not everyone's staying where they grew up in and all this, blah, blah, blah. And like, I was just like looking on Twitter the other day and someone was like, I'm new to the NHL. Like which team should be my favorite? And like, I was like following this stupid journey of like why this, and he picked uh, (laughs) Seattle. He picked fucking Seattle (laughs) because, because he liked their logo and shit, you know? Well, isn't that a weird world? Like people like, you know, get into sports and like, I'm going to, just pick a team. But I guess, I guess like, that's how it goes. Like, for, I don't know. Like, if I'm into golf, you just kind of pick a guy you like. You just pick, like, a driver for... Do you guys pick second teams? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. For NFL, do. I kind of do, too. Yeah. I mean... Well, the, the Lions are so bad for so long. <laughs> you you have, have to have team. another team to So who's for. your second team in the NFL? In the NFL? Like, gun to head. Like, I pick a surprise team every year. So, last year was the Giants. But do you have, like, a steady – Do you have, or do you just change it every year? No, I change it every year. Okay. So, this year, my surprise team for the NFL, I believe they'll make the playoffs, Cleveland Browns. Okay. That's my secondary team So, you're, like, a Browns guy this year. Yeah, I'm, like, in the dog pound week one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mine's not really a revolting door. <laughs> okay, I usually, I usually, I usually just stick to my one yeah, second I mean. team. Yeah. yeah. So okay, you, so who's that? It's Seattle. It's been oh, for a yeah, while. Ever been. since Pete yeah. Carroll got there, I've you know I've been a Seattle fan. Yeah. So for me, it's the Steelers. I'm like my second team is the Steelers. I always kind of liked them, and then I liked Mike Tomlin, and then I like loved Antonio Brown. Which you know whatever. What are you gonna do? Hey, he and was then, sick there. And then it was like nail in the coffin when we got when they had Le'Veon. Like I just when I loved Le'Veon. Both, right. Both of them ended up being bags of shit, but I still like the Steelers. I feel like there's a pretty decent like Pittsburgh following in Metro Detroit too. 
I just you know it's a, it's like the it's like a hard working city steel city yeah steel blue city. collar yeah and they like I think I liked them a lot just because whether they're winning Super Bowls or not like they're always kind of in it mm-hmm. and and like that was the wings for so long and that's kind of how I base all my favorite teams and shit so yeah I don't know man uh, it just seems like it's finally. Time has run out for Gary Bettman and the Arizona Coyotes, which to me is sad because I think for some reason it still makes sense that you could have a team in Arizona, but apparently it just does not because um, no one seems to want them and they keep going bankrupt. Um, but, I mean, just all-time 90s sweater no matter what. You mm-hmm. know, if they go down. Um, but to, to make it to that top level as an NHL player to be playing in Mullet Arena has to be the biggest slap That's in the a, face yeah, in the world. Yeah, that is a, exactly what I was going to say, a slap in the face that you're in front of 5,000 people. I That's mean, insane. Is is MSU's arena bigger than that? It yes. has to be. Yes. Yeah. And, like, a lot of these guys probably played in bigger crowds, like, in whatever junior small right. cities they were in. Yep. I mean, that's crazy. Danbury Trashers. Danbury Trashers, Bring back. baby. <laughs> Bring them back. <laughs> Bring them all the way back. So that was our uh, that was our Arizona stuff. Now do you guys want to uh, get into the real, the actual depressing news? Yeah, yeah. We like yeah. pain here. So uh, we saw the draft lottery last night. Pistons, worst record in the NBA. Pistons, lowest pick that they could get, the fifth pick. Pistons getting the fifth pick. Not much more to it than that. What I first want to talk about and let you guys talk about is why in the hell do they have a 47% chance to get the fifth pick? Don't you feel like you should have the highest percent chance to get the one and then it decreases all the way to the fifth? Why do you have a 47% chance to get the fifth pick and a 14% chance to get the first pick. Frank, I know you're a fan of lotteries. Yeah. Can you break it down for me? I just, it makes, it makes no fucking sense. It, it really, it truly makes no sense. And I think what makes no sense more, if that even f- tracks, is the fact that the two teams behind or the three teams behind the number one, the shittiest team, have the same odds. Correct. I, I think if the Pistons had a 14% chance for number one, okay, but then it's got to go like 12, 10, 8, yes. or just less, less, less. Yes. Like in the NHL, I'm pretty positive the worst team has a 25% chance to get the first overall pick, and then it drops all the way down to 15% for the teams after that. I'm almost positive I saw that on the lottery for the NHL a few days ago. Um, and I just, like, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I kind of get, I guess, why... I don't get why there's a 45% chance it's the fifth overall pick. Right. Like I, But it should just be like they can't go beyond that. Right. I just don't get why that's the most favored pick when you're the worst And team is that actually league. how the math shakes out, though? Or is it just like you have a 45% chance not to – no, because they can't go beyond five. Right. Like they couldn't go beyond five. Right. But it's just like – so we had that 17-win season to, to finish fifth in the NBA draft, which is like – 10x exponentially worse than if it were like the NHL draft cuz like I just feel like like I mean like the NHL like the NBA players those top ones the draft I feel like is almost like done by the time you are out of the top 10 in the NBA well and it's <clears throat> even more so this year some years it's just a clear cut number 1 and then it's the field this year it's a clear cut number 1 then a clear cut number 2 and 3 yeah and then it's like the field and so we just couldn't even get we could have settled for the third pick and still gotten a a very good impactful high ceiling player for sure we're now to the fifth pick where i don't think all is lost 
I really don't. Because I think all the Wembayama hype, which is, is needed, it, it kind of overshadows everything. When was the last time an NBA player was this hyped going into a draft? It's LeBron. Mm-hmm. Look at LeBron's draft. D. Wade, Carmelo, Chris Bosh, all-time draft. Darko. But they were overshadowed going into the process because LeBron was such a generational player. So mm-hmm. I don't think all is lost. I'm going to bring a little positivity to us here. All right? So we have the fifth pick. Let's go through the last two drafts. Okay. Fifth and sixth overall. Okay? Because we're going to have a chance at, you know, whether someone takes him fifth or if he's going to still be there at sixth, we'll have a chance at him. So 2021, Magic take Jalen Suggs at the fifth pick. Hasn't panned out. Sixth overall, the Thunder take Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, good young player, triple-double machine. Impact player. Last year, Pistons, fifth overall, Jaden Ivey. He's probably a top three rookie last year, borderline top three rookie. The sixth pick last year, Benedict Mathurian from the Pacers. He was up there as rookie of the year for over half of the year. So there are still very good players in the draft. And since 2017, I'm going to read you guys that have been taken number five overall. So 2017, De'Aaron Fox. 2018, Trey Young. 2019, Darius Garland. 2022, Jaden Ivey. Four impact players in the last six drafts taken at number five overall. So not all is lost. It's not what we wanted. And at the end of the day, you're still getting a shot at the fifth best player on your big board. So what does that mean for the Pistons timeline at all? Like, like we won 17 games last year. I know Cade was out. There's other shit going on, but like, that's all fine and dandy, but like we just keep hearing like we're gonna add a decent player. You know, when is this team is this team doomed? Like what is what is up with this team? I think they're one year behind the Red Wings. Okay. So what the Red Wings expectations were going into the last year, which was if we make the playoffs, it's a good year. If we don't, eh, kind of expected. That's gonna be the Pistons expectations this year. And then I think they're gonna find the follow the Red Wings timeline like the Red Wings are going into this year. I, I don't know. I don't watch the Wings as much as you guys, but all I've seen is they're, they're going to make the playoffs this year. Like, this is the year they have to take the leap. The Pistons, I believe, are one more season away from saying, hey, we have to make the playoffs. And what's Weaver's seat? What's the temperature on his seat looking like? I'd say like a six and a half. Okay. Or seven. And I feel like with him, though, like this plan is so chaotic. And just, I've never seen a GM make more moves and deals as quickly as Weaver has in mm-hmm. his tenure that it, it's almost just like, you got to kind of see this through. Cause I just feel like he moves people so quickly, so fast. Like remember when he showed up and he just did like five deals right in a row. Yep. Um, the whole roster's flipped, isn't it? Like there's not a single person from Stan Van Gundy's era at all. Not a single person. The other alarming thing and why I say he's a six and a half or seven is Initially, his first draft class of Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart was great because two out of the three of those guys made an all-rookie team, first, second, or third team. Bay's out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Killian's a non-contributor, and Stewart's going to probably come off the bench this year. Yeah. So as these guys progress, these picks are starting to look worse as opposed to some of the other guys that we have or some of the other GMs that we have in this town where you kind of scratch your head and say, "Eh, did he reach a little bit? And then it turns out to be a great pick. Mm -hmm. So Troy Weaver, 
if he doesn't get it together this year and if they don't have, let's say, 32 to 35 wins, I think he's gone at that point in time. Wow. The scary thing is they need a new coach, and he's in charge of hiring the new coach. Which and it looks like Kevin Ali is the front runner. It does. And we don't like that. No. Whatsoever. Because he's a college guy, right? Well, he was a college guy. I think he was in, like, the G League, right, last uh, year? The last two years he was. Inherited all the good players from Jim Calhoun at UConn, won a national title, got ran out of town in the next three years, and now has been in the G League. Not fun. And I rumor has it he's friends with Troy Weaver. Oh, perfect. Oh, great. Credentials. Always hire your buddies. Credentials. That always works. It's worked for us. Um, I got to say, like, I don't – I feel like I wasn't surprised at all that the Spurs got the number one overall pick. No, I wasn't either, especially after hearing they just built that $500 million player facility, and they have, like, all those connections with France, with Tony Parker, Boris Diaw. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's rigged, but it's fucking rigged. (laughs) You know? I mean, dude, I I mean, everyone is just screaming rigged at the lottery. Um, I do think it's, like, shady that they don't do anything live whatsoever. Um, but again, I'm going to come back to this point that I screamed about with the NHL draft. Uh, the NHL graphics guy fucked up live TV and showed who, or Kevin Weeks spoke who the like next pick was in the draft. And then they flashed a graphic early and everyone was screaming rigs. It's like, no, that's just bad live TV. (laughs) Have you guys seen the clip of them carrying the cards up? Uh, in the NBA, yeah, like, like you, some, can, you can you can see the Spurs yeah. logo, like you can absolutely fucking see you think it. Th- they wouldn't put it in like a folder or an envelope, or, or something? just put a blank one underneath. Right. Like I just I don't understand like how something this big, this anticipated, millions of dollars going different directions, like they can't figure out how to fucking keep it hide a, a logo. Si- yeah, hide a logo. Um, but people see that and they yell rigged. And it, it just drives me crazy because it's like, okay, sure, maybe it's rigged, but that's not where they rigged it. That was just a fucking production assistant not covering up the logo. Mm-hmm. Drives me crazy. I liked your uh, content last night. Oh, that was good, right? <laughs> when you I didn't were know yelling about up. the Bulls. Yeah. I was yelling about the Bulls. <laughs> well, dude, so everything I saw, okay, I absolutely deserve to get shit on for this, but I just got confused because it said the bulls had an 8% chance of the number one overall pick. I didn't see a bulls logo anywhere in sight. So I just assumed they were still in the fucking running. (laughs) And I saw that they had an 8% chance for number one. I was just like, this is going to happen again. I was like, this is going to fucking happen again. They're going to go to our fucking like our rivals. Um, and obviously I just, I mean, we totally so they got, got outside the top 10. So they had to concede it yep. to Orlando. Right. Yeah, exactly. and yeah, I figured that out very quickly after, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of on the top of my brain at the moment. I was just having fucking PTSD. Hey, at least Chicago didn't get in front of us. Yeah, right? no shit. <laughs> there's, there, there, it, you're not in the wrong. No. It's <laughs> an open wound right now. I was like, I was just shaking of just like, they're going to have like, have a day, Chicago. Have a week. You know what? I'm kind of pissed because the Spurs, third number one overall pick in franchise history. First, David Robinson. Second, Tim Duncan. Third is going to be Wembayama. I mean... It, it almost lined up in unison. Obviously, they've been bad for probably the last three, three and a half years. But ever since they got Robinson, they've been a pretty good franchise. We haven't won a playoff game in 16 years. It's insane. 16 years. That's insane. 
It's just when it came down to Charlotte and San Antonio, like there was no doubt in my mind. No chance. No none. doubt in my mind. Dude, and I saw a crazy tweet, like just to put into perspective how fucked the Pistons got. So in 2022, the worst record was the Rockets. They got the third pick. 21, the worst record was the Rockets. They got the second pick. 20 was the Warriors. They got the second. 19, Knicks got the third. 18, Suns got the first. 17, Philly slash Brooklyn got the first. 16, Philly got the first. Like, dude, every other year, all the way back to 2013, every one of the teams has gotten a top three pick. Dude, they cut to fucking commercial after they revealed our card. Like, we weren't even part of the lottery. Salt, meat, wound. It was unreal. It just just a short eight days after we got bent over and skewered in the NHL draft. <laughs> this was way worse. This dude. was way worse, dude. This at least in the NHL, like we just stuck stood ground. But I think just Chicago taking it really just like gutted me. Mm-hmm. And it, Bedard, oh, I can't even think about it. But uh, this sucked. It just sucked. We just get boned. We do, man. It's that was that was the bone of bones too. And like so it's like we need the fucking lions to come out <laughs> and have a fucking year. We man. have to. They have to. No panic after week one. No. Good, bad, or indifferent. No I, panic. No panic after the first two weeks. Level head. Fair. Yes. Drive forward. Forward, baby. That's right. Every day. Um Dude, they had I just I'm just thinking more, you know, uh Ben Wallace is out there. They try to bring him out for like the good luck again. As soon as he's called, he just starts shaking his head. Um, and I thought it was the cringiest thing in the world, the Spurs guy's reaction. Oh, yeah. I thought that was, like, embarrassing. Slamming the desk, screaming. And those were – he's in between, like, NBA players, all-stars, Hall of Fame yeah. legends, and then he's fucking Poindexter Jones, like, who, like, <laughs> signed the deal for the new arena. <laughs> he was just, like, a total, like – you know, he's, like, a VP of something for the Spurs. And him just screaming, like, let's go, let's go. I mean, I get you're really excited, but – I don't know. To me, I just thought that was like, I hated that. I, I didn't like the look of that at all. Salt meat wound. Yeah, salt meat wound. You're right. All right. So we got PGA Championship. Then we'll eat some snacks and do over-under. What do you think, boys? Let's like do it. it. All right. PGA Championship this week. We're in Rochester, New York at Oak Hill. Um, I haven't done too much digging into this, but last year was an absolutely awesome uh, finish. Arguably mm-hmm. one of the best finishes for the majors um, last year, if not the best one. Yep. Um, Mito, uh, absolute meltdown, right? Yep. Yeah, he was going in, didn't even make the playoff. Did you see that one on full swing? Uh, no, I haven't. Watch that full swing. They follow Pereira oh, at wait. the PGA. Oh, wait. Is that the first one? Mm, I don't think it's the first one. It's one of the first couple, though. Wait, it might, because isn't, because... Uh, Justin Thomas wins it. Yes, Justin no, it Thomas is. is the first one. They do a separate one on Mio Pereira. Oh, no way. Yeah, and it shows the meltdown and, like, him talking before the hole and then during the hole. And, like, he shanked that first shot and he knew it right away. Yeah. Like, he knew he was fucked right away. I mean, yeah. And JT was fucking charging along. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a great live bet that I won. So, that was a great one. I'm excited for this year. So, who, who do we like? Um, I'm going to start with... Just a couple guys. I'm going tier two this this major. Okay. So I I, I don't think it's um, Scheffler. I don't think it's Rom. I don't think it's Rory. I'm not taking any tier one guys. I don't think it's JT. I've got two guys that I'm going to do. One, 34 to one, Mr. Colin Morikawa. Two, 46 to one, Mr. Sam Burns. Okay. 
Um, I mean, I, I'll follow suit. Yeah, I have I have it written down. Colin Morikawa, 33-1. to 1. There we That's go. That's my pick to win. Okay. Um, and then I have a long shot winner. Stream long shot winner. How long? Pretty long. Um, plus 16,000. Wow. Yeah. Who is it? Phil. Wow, okay. Hey, Phil. I like that one. He played good in the Masters. He played really good in the Masters. He did. He finished top five, I think, um, and he came on strong at the end. And I have this internal conspiracy theory that they just weren't covering it, like mm-hmm. that they just didn't want to show Phil because he's the <laughs> devil and he's clearly possessed by the devil. He has no soul. I understand Hasn't all slept of slept in the- a month. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting better at golf, so he's clearly being fed by the devil or something like that. And... Uh, I also think, like, he was, like, sinking birdies and pars and, like, playing well, and there was no audio of people clapping. I don't know if people actually weren't clapping because they hate Phil now. I just have a feeling that uh, the Masters programming was, like, turning that shit off. So that's my conspiracy theory on Phil. That's my long shot winner. Okay. I like that. I like that. Veteran, what is he, probably 51, 52 now? Well, he was the oldest one to win it, right, yep. a few Last year, years ago. Yeah, right? And yep. I think he was 51 then. So I'd say he's closer to 55. See that guy's calves? Good thing they don't allow shorts on tour. <laughs> He'd be spooking people out. Well, you've seen his eyes? Because they're as black as his shirt. <laughs> his face is as white as a sheet. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a fucking ghoul. He does, dude. <laughs> looks like he has not slept in a fucking long time. Yeah, but buddy, he's finding pins. Hey, that's all that counts when you're playing golf, right? <laughs> that's right. Not your fucking sleep schedule. No, nope. no. Not at all. What do we got, Lou? I like it. So uh, I I don't really have any tier one guys as well. Uh, A tier two guy, I would say that I do like. He's 21 to one is Tony Finau. Been playing some good golf. He's fourth in the FedEx. He won the Mexico Open like two weeks ago. So he's playing good golf right now. I like Tony. And then I actually have two long shots for you boys. Um, I know I've seen some videos. I'm sure you guys have too. But the rough at Oak Hill is not very forgiving. The mm-hmm. ball is absolutely swallowed when it goes in there. So I went big brain a little bit like and I checked out fairway percentages. Who hits the fairway the most? Okay. Big brain. So I went Russell Henry or Henley, who's num- ranked number one in fairways hit at like 72%. Jeez. He's going off at plus 12,000. Yep. 120 to What's one. going on? And number two ranked on that list. Who's having a good year as well. He's ranked 16 in the FedEx cup is Tom Kim. So Tom I'm gonna Kim. ride with Tom Kim. He's going off at nine to one. Or, how do you, well, how do you say his real name? Nine thousand. Sorry, um, Tom Kim. Right? Isn't isn't his real name something like crazy? Yeah, it is. But they have him listed. He's as Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. keep it simple out there. Yeah, on no, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that as well. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, those are my three dogs this week. Here um, we go. And then I had one more bet. I, I'm gonna toss in there as well. Top ten finish. Uh, Maddie Fitzpatrick, the braces warrior from Northwestern. I have him top 10 finish. That's at plus 320. I like that. So good value there. I like that. Good value there. Um, can't believe we're both on the Morikawa train. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Colin fan. I think he's going to play good. Where do you guys rank the, the PGA championship on your majors list? Fourth. Dead last? Yep. Um, I wouldn't put it last. I'm going to say I'd put it three. I'd put it three. What would be four for you? Uh, probably the the uh, the the Open. Wow. The, oh, really? Okay. The U.S. Open. Sorry. Oh, the U.S. Oh, Open. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I like the U.S. Open because they, they always make them struggle. The U.S. Yeah. Open's always like the winner's like 
minus three, minus four. Like the guys actually look like they're on the Monday Night Golf League with us. I think yeah. it's tough for me because I just I enjoyed like the living shit out of watching the PGA last year because mm-hmm. I thought it was just really good exciting. golf. So yeah. like that's that's probably why I'm a little biased right now. Mm-hmm. What are, what about you, Lou? No, I'm similar to you, Chandler. I would have it as my number four, then the U.S., then the Open, and then the Masters. Amen. All right, cool. Let's eat some shit. Let's snack it up. Yeah. Mm, shit. Okay, so we're on to snack time here. It was my job to pick up the snack this week. And uh, I got to be honest, like harder job than I thought it would be. Um, you know, I kind of... It's kind of me- intimidating. No, dude. it is. You know, I meandered around the uh, the aisles for a minute. Where'd you go? 7-Eleven. Okay. You know. Good snack location. I, that's a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as we move on, you know, because like... I know week one, we did the Takis. So that's like a chip type. Week two, we did the... Um, Twizzler gummies. I always forget to start the stupid video. <laughs> I always forget to start the stupid video. Um, we did the... Yeah, we did the crazy Twizzler. So it's like a gummy snack. Yep. So I was trying to make it a little bit different, find something unique. Um, and got a little bit of a curveball for you guys this week. Got two flavors of the same thing. Okay. Um, because I figured we'd never do the second one ever again, like it would be covered. So what we got here this week, two things. Ooh. Okay. Cocoa Puffs popcorn. Okay. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch popcorn. Ooh, oh, I okay. like it. Okay. Right, so I'll send the Cocoa Puffs around All and right. we can try. We can little try. sweet tooth. Yeah. So. A little nipper. So it's uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch popcorn with Cinnadust glaze. So we're dumping this out on the table. Um, and I realized week one I made fun of Pizzo for only getting Fucking one. Fucking Sharon. Yeah, for sharing a bag. And then I was like, it would be so asinine if I got three bags of each of these. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and also, like, when you're at 7-Eleven or a place like this and you're just buying a snack like this, it was actually kind of funny. The guy ringing it up was like, oh, wow, this looks really good. Yeah, he's like, that's something nobody's buying, right? (laughs) Off the rip, what are you guys thinking? Like, before you try anything, which one's better? I think the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one's going to be better. I do, too. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Like, Uh, the Cocoa Puffs is is probably going to be good, but, like, if you sprinkle a bunch of crunch into your your popcorn, like, it's probably very similar. I was going to say, it's just, like, chocolate-covered popcorn. This one, The Cinnamon Toast Crunch one's probably going to actually be unique. I can smell it. It's like those cinnamon twists from... From Taco, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yes, yeah, dude. it's a good call. Yeah. It's probably the same dust. All right, let's get into it. I'm going Cinnamon Toast Crunch first. Right, Me too. This toast is a nice crunch. glaze. You see the dust? Yep. It's like a little nugget. Tastes just like the cereal, low-key. So, you know, initial thoughts, right when it hits your tongue, you're like, oh, that's great. That's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And it kind of goes away. There's like not much follow-up after. I mean, it is only sprinkled on a little kernel. I guess it's good it's not overwhelming, but the texture and the taste reminds me of those, like, big Christmas tins of popcorn you get, mm-hmm. like the caramel-covered ones. Very similar to that. Yeah. It's definitely good. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's try Cocoa Chandler's pretty, pretty spot on with that cinnamon twist. Mm-hmm. Cocoa Puffs, all right. Mm. There's nothing to it. No. The Cocoa Puffs aren't that good. I would never, if you blindfolded me and I ate that, I would never be like, that's Cocoa Puffs popcorn or like Cocoa Puff flavored. I agree. It's it's not a good flavor. No. There's, not, there's you, not much flavor, is there? No. That's what I mean. I feel like with both of these, you get past 
like the initial taste of it. And then it's just, you're just eating, like... I want to go to Flavortown. Right. You know, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Cocoa Puffs is borderline disgraceful. Yeah. Yeah. Should we start, <laughs> start with ranking that one? I mean, honestly, it's borderline disgraceful. Give me a number. Uh, Like a 2.4. Yeah. I, I'm, like, right with you. The only thing about it is it's not, like... It's not bad. It's it's just so forgettable. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna be right there. I'm gonna say two point six. Okay. I'm I'm in the same ballpark. Three point two. It's not bad. I would eat it, but like I'm never gonna go out and get that. Ever. No. No. All right. Cinnamon toast crunch. The taste <laughs> you can see. Yeah. I mean, again, it's pretty good, but like, I'm not blown away by it at all. I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it a 5.5. Okay. I don't think it's that great. Luke, go ahead. I'm on a, I need to try it again. Just I, think it, I think it's good. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to give it a 6.4. I like it. I'm okay. good with it. Damn it, Lou. I shouldn't have let you go first. I was right there. I'm just going to go with what I was going to say. 6.3. Yeah. I feel like we have yet to have... I think my favorite one so far was the fucking Takis. Yeah. <laughs> and I trash those the most. Seriously. Well, Takis tasted the best. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go back and reevaluate. You might have Takis now and give them in the seven. Well, or I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, eating blue <laughs> frames every Sunday. Yeah, they had like, a whole layout of Takis, and I did get a, a moment of like, ooh, I'd, I'd crush them. Go for a Taki. Yeah. See yeah. those nacho cheese orange ones? Yeah, dude, they're nuts. Yeah. They're like neon. So someone puts out, you're at your friend's house. He's like, hey, I got this new thing. You're like, what? He's like, Cocoa puff popcorn. Yeah. It's like 10, 12 people there. You getting a handful? No. Am I? If I'm drinking, yeah, I'll probably need it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a good call. If I'm just moseying around like It is night, like nothing eating. It's right. nothing. It's, it's right. nothing. It's worse than regular popcorn. Yeah. I'd rather have regular popcorn. I'd, re- I'd have rather regular popcorn <laughs> over, over both of these. I would too. Same. Yeah. I mean, I'm never seeking out the Cocoa Puffs. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I could definitely, I'd get down with some of it. Yeah. But, I like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I think they're solid. But like, again, we have not had a snack where you would see that with a choice to get anything in the store and pull that off the rack. Mm-hmm. Right? Not yet. No. I like I'd, get, I'd probably get though. another type of Takis, but I doubt mm-hmm. I'd get those blue ones. Simply how blue it made everything <laughs> in the room. My steering wheel was blue driving home. <laughs> Smurf boy. Yeah. Papa Smurf got beat off. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. Snack time. Snack time. All right. Well, Lou just got done finishing off Papa Smurf. So let's get into over under. Jerry the cocoa puff falcon. <laughs> does that does the cuckoo for does that bird That's, does that bird have a name? I don't know. Uh, he's like a not a pelican, uh, like a parrot. He's not a toucan. That's toucan Sam. Right, Fruit Loops. Is he a parrot? He's not a parrot. I don't know. What is he? What, Sunny the cuckoo bird. Hmm? What's his name? Sunny the Terrible cuckoo bird makes no sense for cocoa puffs. Cinnamon Toast Crunch used to have that like baker fuck. Yeah, the captain, right? No, that's Captain Crunch. Oh yeah, you're right. But they had like a like a fucking sushi, like a baker. You know who I think of in Captain Crunch? The guy that takes off his sunglasses, the lifeguard, and he's got the fucking tan lines. <laughs> you remember that guy? No. He he had cinnamon toast crunch, and he took his glasses off to see the cinnamon toast. Crunch. Oh, he's like, it's the taste you can. Oh, see. Oh yeah. yeah, you yeah, said yeah. Captain Crunch. Oh sorry, cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, but you guys remember the guy I'm talking about, right? 
Like the guy, the fucking, he, he like would hold the fucking shit. He was like a baker. Fuck you, man. He's a fucking baker. All right. You want me to say yes? I don't know. And then they, and then they transitioned over to like these psychopath, like Tasmanian devil, like living crunch things that eat everything. Have you not seen this? You guys are giving me fucking nothing on this. Unreal. Let's get into over under. You guys fucking stink. All right. Jerry sent these like on Monday. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you, Jerry. You're so great, Jerry. He sent over undies again as a funny little subject line. Lou, we are leading with you. Number one on the list. Put LGRW. Number one, the SI swimsuit magazine. Over or underrated? An absolute classic in our childhood. Now, everything growing up, underrated. Eh, you know what? Underrated with... Christine Harper on there, but not some of the other things that have been going on. I'm going to say underrated still. It's a good magazine. Nice. Glad you added that last note. (laughs) Overrated. This thing is so played out by now. They've got Martha Stewart on it this year. It's a magazine. Talk about getting played out. It's a magazine. Swimsuit edition is overrated. Bro, we talking magazines. I'm going underrated because Kristen Harper looked like an angel from heaven in it this year. Um, And call me nostalgic. I don't know. I still get excited about the shit. And Martha Stewart, kind of ridiculous, but 81 years old. Looked pretty good. You gotta be kidding me. You kidding me? Pretty good looking gal for 81 years old. I'm going underrated. Ain't like damn, but I mean, she She aight. She aight. Chandler, number two on the list. John Morant. John Morant. Good job, Jerry. You talked about him on the show. Wow, good job, Jerry. Uh, I'm going to say John Morant is overrated. Fun player, exciting player. Reminds me a lot of Russell Westbrook. Very athletic, but is he a winner? Overrated. Uh, I'm going to go with overrated, too. I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, People are given these uh, great opportunities in life, and I'm really sick of just kind of bonehead decisions that keep you out of the game and could ruin your life. Come on. Come on, man. Get it together. Overrated. I agree. I'll follow suit. I mean, everyone messes up one time. You get a pass. You do it. You keep doing it, and you keep saying sorry. Something's wrong. You ain't doing it. Overrated. Amen. Number three on the list, it's me. Uh, the movie Rudy. The movie Rudy. Uh-oh, this well, might we know hit home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. A little boner popped yeah. up. Yeah. Papa Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a, yeah, Papa Smurf in my pants, as the boys just said. Uh, grew up a huge Notre Dame fan. Rudy was always playing at the house growing up. One of my top football movies. Um, great tackle at the end of the movie there. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you guys. Story of determination. No quit. Uh, you don't have to be the best player, but you can give the best effort. Still come out on top. Underrated, Rudy. Are you Coach Pizzo in the <laughs> locker room on a Thursday walk? Trying to give him some notes. Trying to give him some notes for the boys. The Stonies. The Stonies and the Hornies. Those wow. are our teams. There we go. Is it me or Chandler? <laughs> it's you, bud. Oh, I'm going to go with overrated. Rudy was a pud. One of the lower scale football movies out there. Give it up. You're not a football player. Stick to sweeping floors. Overrated. Lou said it perfectly. That guy is a straight boner. Rudy, overrated. Muppet. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to find audio of that. I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to play it over the loudspeakers before your first JV game. No, it pisses me off. It's what, like, what pisses you off? It's like, oh, it's a real story. But it's kind of like based on a true story. Like, it's like Rocky. It's like a folklore that, like, the people from Philly really think Rocky, like, that's how it was. Just like the people from Notre Dame think that's how it really was with, like, Rudy. Like, Rudy made one tackle and a special teams play in practice, and they, like, morphed it into, like, him doing it in a game. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Instagram close friends feature. Um, that's you, Lou. Do you know I, what that is? I'm not sure what that is. Is that, like, a top eight type deal? So, no, but that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the, the On Instagram, when you have stories... Uh, you know, like the the circle, the ring. Oh yeah, where you up. can like type like a away message type deal. Nope. I'm just gonna, okay. If you just go ahead. Me, yeah. Sure. I, mean, you, <laughs> I appreciate the oh, guesses. Oh, so that <laughs> when you still know <laughs> when you post, you know, when someone like posts a story and you watch it and like the ring lights up like pink, and yeah. You like know they have a story. If it lights up green, that means only a certain amount of people can see it. Like that person has said like only oh, okay. like a handful okay, of people. Okay. Maybe you don't yep, I have, know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe, I, I do know what you're saying. Maybe not on anybody's list. Um, yeah, uh, overrated. Yeah, it's, it's a, a shitty topic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go underrated. I'm going to give you a little explanation. Um, one of Madeline's cousins doesn't like to put her kids really on social media, mm-hmm. but she sends snaps and Instagram stories to her close friends showing what her daughters are doing. Mm -hmm. So I like it for that reason. People who want to kind of keep their life private, Mm -hmm. but also share it with family and friends can do that. I'm going to say underrated. It's a very nice um, explanation, Chandler. I'm going overrated. Let it fly, baby. (laughs) We're on the internet now. All right. Sounds like no close friends list for <laughs> Lou Warfrey. Yeah, no, I'm letting her out there. We're Good. hanging out. I, I don't want to be. I want to be out in public. Yeah, exactly. Number five. Number five, Chandler, to close it out, the mafia. <laughs> the God, mafia. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> no big brain here, Chandler? I don't know. Underrated. Nice. Um, yeah, the mafia, a lot of good movies have come from the mafia. A lot of things I'm entertained by, uh, come from the mafia or the alleged mafia, you know, who knows if it's even real. Um, so we're going to go, we're going to go underrated. Love the Sopranos. Yeah, no. And you got a lot of other mafias out there too. The Russian mafia, Bill's mafia, Bill's mafia, Irish mafia, you know, so underrated. We need the mafia out there. Keep things tight. Keep the, keep the streets at bay. Exactly. Keep the streets at bay. Uh, yeah. Only close friends. They have like only green circles for them. I'll you know? figure so it out. So it's one like, day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like, it's like episode one Oh nine is, is all done. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening to this one, uh, chaotic one towards the end. I have a stomach ache from the popcorn. I don't know about you. Yeah, guys. I don't feel good. Either. It was like trash. We yeah. should do another review 10 minutes later where we just realize that it will not be eating that yeah no i'll never get (laughs) (laughs) 3.8 it's dog shit but hey thank you everyone for listening out there uh if you are listening on spotify don't forget to rate it five stars same with apple podcast don't be afraid to write us a review and again the number one thing you can do for us always is to hit that share button right now and send it to a friend and say, hey, listen to this. This is what I'm listening to. I think you would like it. Uh, Don't forget, subscribe to the Champagne Report as well. You can go to champagneathletics.com slash subscribe. That newsletter is back in action, coming at you every week. Good luck. 
on all your bets this weekend. And I hope everyone golfing goes low. We will see you next week. Have a good weekend, team. Morikawa for the win. See ya! Where's Baker's? Where's breakfast? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Hi, fellas. You have to help us bake before you take a taste. And you'll need a hat to do that. With cinnamon and sugar shakers. With cinnamon toast crunch shakers. It's the cereal with the delicious taste of homemade cinnamon toast. A toasty part of a complete breakfast. Bacon homemade taste. Hi, Mom! In the cinnamon.